Hello, and welcome back to the Playing Catch-Up Podcast. If you like what you hear today, uh, please consider listening to another episode, supporting Flurry Sports by liking, uh, sharing the show. We really appreciate it as we're continuing to grow here. Uh, the show that takes you through the generations of baseball keeps it in the family. Joining me, as always, it's my dad, Pete Osman. My dad will now tell you his opinions on the Brewers possibly moving. Dad, what do you think? <laughs> um, I'm old enough to remember when the Packers <laughs> had Bart Starr <laughs> as their coach, the legendary quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fans said, Bar's a fart and the team stinks too. Yeah, that's right. There you go. <laughs> so, I I think the Brewers probably aren't going anywhere, but if they did, I'm trying to think of what the uh, <laughs> that's right the uh, the uh, license plate would uh, sticker would say. But I'm I'm guessing it would have to rhyme with whatever their owner's name is. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, that's what I would think too. That new story came out this week, and I was like, oh, well, the, everyone who needs a new stadium is using Oakland, you know. Yeah, well, uh, they don't even need a new stadium. They just want them to uh, uh, buy them a bunch more land so they can make a parking garage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they might also. The only reason this is a little inside Brewers talk, uh, they do not like that roof. Oh. It cost, they built it at a time, cost about half a million dollars every time they open and close it. Well, that seems excessive. Yes, so, uh, which is interesting, because it was heralded as, like, this is the future, but it's just so inefficient now that... Uh, they want a different kind of... Different kind of... Uh, retractable roof. Retractable roof would be the guess, yes. Uh, my very uneducated knowledge on it, uh, would that would be my guess. But, shifting from them to something else that has made fans unhappy this week, Dad, we're starting out our show uh, with the... I, it's a bummer. It's just a huge bummer news. Uh, Shohei Otani, uh, torn ligament in his elbow, uh, undergoing surgery, has continued to hit, will continue to hit. Uh, the rumors as we know them now, uh, he missed a game a little bit back from fatigue and stuff. The Angels offered to shut him down, and he said no. So at least there's some evidence there that the Angels – did what they could, and it just seems like Otani's the type of guy who's never going to sure. not play. Um, and now, with this announcement, it seems very likely he will not pitch at all next season. Uh, I mean, just to get into that, like, what are, just what are your thoughts on this, I guess, on the macro level of, like, oh, God, like, just how bad is this? Before we get into the very number side of things of just how much money is this going to cost Mr. Otani? Well, it sounds silly, but I, I really think that if the, uh, for the angels, even though they won't have Otani to pitch for the next year, this might be the best chance they get to keep a hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. I think so. I think, uh, I think for a couple reasons, and I think that kind of leans into the I, – I, I think it stinks. There's a piece of me that wants to be mad at somebody of, like, your team's so bad and that, you know, they shut Trout down for the rest of you. But really, all the reports are saying the, the Angels also didn't want him to get hurt, right? Like, I think uh, – or at the very least, I'm sure there's a somewhere in there, there's somebody who's, ooh, this is helping our odds. But I think they knew that 
making sure they were doing their due diligence was their best chance. Yeah. So I think they've done everything right. My piece with it is I think, and why I feel like we're going to talk about today and had to talk about it. I think this opens the floodgates on what this contract is going to look like, because I guess to start on this is my question to you. I think there's two big framing questions. Question one, do you think he gets a contract that asks him to hit and pitch? And I guess maybe the question comes before that is, do you think he gets a long-term deal? This is not an original thought, but it's one that I agree with. I believe somebody will sign him to a ridiculous, like, three-year, $50 million contract. Yeah. Knowing he's not going to pitch for sure next year and probably won't pitch till half. All of next year year after. Yeah. Half of them. Right. And then if he and if he does come back and pitch, um, then he's still got room to sign a long term deal. Maybe it's a three year deal with an option thing. Yeah. Um on on the third year. And then he'd be around thirty ish, thirty, thirty one, but if he's healthy and pitching again. He can sign a six-year deal worth a full crap load of money. Um, yeah, he'd be 31 in two years. Yes. So uh, right around or maybe three years. He's 28, 29. So right in that pocket where I think that makes sense. Whatever, as you listen to this, whatever you think on it, I think what's interesting is the Angels in particular, but some other teams too, why I say this opens the floodgates on this is I think of the Correa deal right? And all of the health issues and everything else that happened with that. Um, and even the Correa deal the year before where the twins got creative and that was how they were able to get them. Um, my wondering now is if somebody is willing to give Shohei basically the original deal. Uh, Close to 500 million. Yes, but basically they would take a discount because whatever, let's say that he does do a 10 million because what I've heard, you know, and again, you and I aren't in the baseball circle enough to know anything original, but we we know enough to give our opinions on it. I think it will either be a short term deal or if it is a long term, there will be an opt out where he can, you know, I just think it makes sense for him to do that. Like if he thinks he is losing money here, which I think he will. Yep. It would make sense for him to give himself a chance to try again. Uh, I think the long-term option route gives him more protection if he, you know, if he thinks there's a chance my arm might not be the same. Let me lock up my hitting at the very least. Uh, I don't listen. There were rumors before that this was going to flow up towards seven hundred million. You know, uh, I think that's off the table. But now what I've heard is that market's closer to somewhere between 250 and 400 million probably on a longer term deal. Do I think someone will offer him could offer him I guess 450 500 for a 10 year stretch with an opt out and it's like hey this is what you thought you were going to make and maybe that opt out comes a little later or you know yeah. something in there. 
I wondered, and I wonder if that's how a team like the Angels is like. Uh, let me put it this way: if some, if the market was going to be somebody before, how were they possibly going to outbid anybody? Because right. it felt like everyone was going to have to overpay. Sure. Now I feel like there is a market where you can overpay to get him, because it's like, hey, we'll. You know, does a team not the twins? Let me be clear. Yeah. But like that with the Korea deal, does someone show up and go, "Hey, we'll we'll freaking take that risk"? I guess. Like, well, you know, if I somebody and um, you know, like I, I don't know. I don't either. I my guess is. Do the Dodgers like him that much? Like they're you know. It's possible. I, um, I really think that. What I realistically think will happen is um, that that I've heard the short-term stuff for big money, but I also realistically think because of his his connection to Japan and all the fans and all yeah. the money that he he'll get closer to five hundred than people think he's going to get, but. So, do I think before I think he'd have got a ten-year deal? Do I think now it's seven or eight, and he gets yeah. four and a quarter or something like that? You know, I mean, yeah, and that's a good point too. Of like, we don't know what that original deal would have ended up looking like, right? Like, yes, some of the estimates originally coming out were five hundred, and I feel like every day it was creeping up. Yeah. You know, like. I think it would have ended somewhere closer to six. Yes, I do too. So for it to end now closer to four does not feel as as, as ridiculous as that number right. is. Right. It doesn't feel like that's bonkers. Like that feels it's like, like getting a bargain at four hundred million. Absolutely. It feels like for the value he was being discussed at, that would track. Like um it basically cuts his value by a third, you know? Um, because that's the big thing is, and I guess this is a separate question, but I think I know my answer, but I'm curious of yours. Do you think, let's say you are the most cynical GM there is, and you think there's a chance he never returns to full-time pitching. Right. Uh, and he's going to give pitching a try again, but let's say, you know, he yep. gives it a shot and it's like, yep. nah, we're going to shut it down. Do you think he's worth more than Judge's contract just as a hitter? My answer, one, let's take the literal part out of it. The answer, I think, is yes because of the variable that he could pitch. But let's just say you're a GM that's convinced he's not going to pitch, you know? Yeah. Uh, my answer is you think of it as yes. I think, um, one – I think there's a little bit of quarterback philosophy of who's the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, yeah. whose ever deal comes up next. So I think there's a little bit of he's the best hitter in baseball available now. Yeah. And something we've said for years, and it's ironic right now, Otani really has had no hitter injury issues. No. Um, you know, and, and so for me, between that – uh, he steals a little more than Jay. I just think there's a little more to him. Uh, this is why I think he's worth more than Judge. Um, uh, Judge also has injury issues. Yes. But why I think Otani's worth more than Judge is that um, he, he'll make more money off the field 
hundred percent science and then judgment judge makes a lot of money but so much of that is not a diss like judge obviously has earned everything he's done he's incredible but some of it is the yankees mystique you know um i i think that's a great point i think the one counter would be and we could discuss whether this should be the case or not due to all of his injury things but the yankees if you ask them like judge is an outfielder yeah and who knows what would happen if otani eventually never pitched again but Right. right now it is a little bit crazy, like, and obviously with Otani, this is skipping three steps. Yeah. But to be like, you're paying a DH that yeah. much is a lot. Yeah. But obviously, that's the most skewed, simplified form of the argument is to call him a DH. He's obviously not uh, just a DH. But I have never heard this because you talk about skipping steps. This is really skipping steps. But if he got to the point where they said, you know, his arm is not going to allow him to pitch anymore. Yeah. As athletic as he is, he can't play first. And I think that's the thing, right? Is You're telling me he never pitches again. I, I think I would tell you he goes back to right field. Right. You know, um, like I think he will feel that that's never been the thing. It's just don't put your pitcher out oh, and right put your pitcher, uh, a guy like him out there no. no uh so i think that part is really interesting i think to go back to this contract piece of it and what it loses i think one if all it let's say everything we've heard is true and this is otani's camp being like you know if there is any hint that we find out because i feel like that's the vibe i'm picking up from these reports that Otani pushed himself a little bit here. Yeah. I I feel like that's got to be a lesson learned for folks of, I I get it. You can't be the hero. Like he wanted so bad to lead this Angels team to the playoffs, yeah. and I just think the moral of this story has got to be, you got to look out for Mister Mister One, and that's yeah. you. You know, like because you know what happens next year. You probably save the Angels a hell of a lot of money. Yeah. You know, like. They they win, and I, I hate that it comes down to that, but I just think athletes in general, like, I think to use another sports reference, I think a lot of people are familiar with, Tua Tagovailoa last year for the Dolphins would have killed himself. Like, he literally, you know, he's <laughs> he was wobbling off the field, and they said, don't worry, it's just a spine injury. And then we're like, oh, good, we was worried it was your head. But as long as he's your spine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and no one told him to not play so he played and eventually that came back and that's obviously a little bit more small potatoes and a little more individualistic but i do think for otani it's like hey man like shut it down like you were no no one was gonna throw you a parade for it but your team tried they were 10 games out of it and if you really felt bad about it you could have came back to him for about 600 million dollars but I don't know. It's he's going to make a crazy amount of money, so I don't think anyone will really hit him for it. But I, I just think like, let's say he like, you know, worst case scenario. Because I also think what that shows. I think he's going to do a short term deal. I, I, well, I don't know. I've already said I think he's going to do the middle of the range thing, but I think that he could do a short term deal. 
That would be what scares me is I feel like he's got a lot of, and a lot of those guys do. It's not just him, but I think he's got a lot of, I'll show them. And listen, like 150 million is a lot of money. But if he takes the three year 150 mil and then he never pitches again, he's going to lose about $300 million at least, you know? Right. Uh, And I don't, if I was in his camp, I'd be saying, take, put an opt out in, play it. 15 years for Colorado and make his money, you know, like the, the judge a joke, but like go to somebody for a lot of years, cover your ass. You well, know, so I think that he can, if, if he's willing to play, to play for the poultry fee of 375, 400, yeah. he can stay right where he's very comfortable. Yeah. Cause I think Anaheim will pay him that. I think so too. I also think, listen, if he really wants, because we've been talking about, you know, who's all going to get in on this. I think when you really boil down who people think are in on it, I think the three top teams will – don't get me wrong. He's lost money in this. He just has. And he yeah. should. Like, he's hurt. I, I guess not should. Yeah, he didn't do anything wrong. He, he got injured. It should in this deal cost him money. I hope he's able – I hope in three years it's like, oh, God, he's the same guy. And now he's going to get two big deals. I hope that's what happens for him. Um, but for now, I don't know if this is really shaking, you know, like Seattle, the Dodgers and Anaheim. I don't know which of those teams I point and be like, I, I don't know how, you know, like it feels like all of those three teams would still be because they all have something to gain beyond just a baseball player. Absolutely. Like Seattle's owned by Nintendo. He'd be more than the next Ichiro, but he'd at least be that. The Dodgers, he's already Mr. LA and they've I feel like they've had a jersey for him since last August. And Anaheim, he's obviously the franchise. So I I think those three teams are still gonna offer him a big deal. And I don't know. I just don't think anyone who's gonna take themselves out of it, I don't know anybody out of the the ones who were really in it. I don't I don't know if anyone's going to like really balk but here's a better way to ask the point I'm getting at. Last year with Correa, we find out he's got a a you know a bum ankle that's going to bother him in <laughs> 4 to 7 years or whatever, you know. And by the way, Correa's had a bad year. So I I'm not trying to I don't think it had anything to do with the ankle, but for those listening this is not me tooting the horn of the twins for getting Correa. It's just an example. Uh, all of this stuff hits the fan. What do teams do? They take advantage of it. They're like, you know, they rake him over the coals. The Mets get him in the door and then try to, you know, and even the twins who get him, and this is, this is what I mean here, uh, the twins <laughs> took advantage of him more than anybody else because uh, the twins get him in the door and paid way less than anyone was going to but just as like, hey, we won't screw you over, you know. Uh, we'll pay you less too, but we won't feel bad about it. So it, does anybody do that with Otani? Like do teams smell a bargain here? Or do you think like because of who he is, they're going to try and keep this above board? Well, that's why I think that he's he's going to get, a, you know, 375, four and a quarter. Is someone's going to like try and give him what he's, he's worth. going to give him like seven – Eight, you know, maybe seven years. They say call it a ten-year deal. Yeah. At four forty, that'd be forty-four million dollars a, a year. Yeah. But the last three years, 
maybe would have mutual options or something. You right. know? Um, and uh, so he say he pitched seven years at 40 million guaranteed. That'd be 280 with, yeah. with another um, 120 sitting on the, you know, yeah. deal. I, I think so, too. Any last thoughts on Otani? We got one more news thing I kind of want to talk about sure. today, but yeah. The only thing about Otani that um, uh, is more about the Angels is how legitimately sad it is that they have Trout and Otani and in this humongous market, yeah. you know, that yes, they're secondary to the to the Dodgers, but they're still in you know they're still in L.A. You know, yes, Los Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, which yeah, whatever you know, and they're not going to be relevant again. Here's my thing on the Angels. I think I put my finger on this in the last week. They a lot of stuff, and we've said this before. Like the hard part with the Angels is they get so criticized, and I think. A lot of it is fair because, I mean, if you boil it down to you've had Trout, you've had Otani all these times, no playoff appearances with them. Yep. Trout has only made it once, and they've got three MVPs between the two of them. Uh, that is, you know, that's critical. I will say when you look at, like, you know, even go back, it's like Pujols, Hamilton, Rendon, you're losing Otani, though, I mean, obviously it was a win to get him, but, yeah. you know, squandering him, a trout squandering him. What I see is a lot of the maybe the worst case in the MLB of you're you're a little brother and you overspend all the goddamn time. Because, yeah. yes, like Pujols and Hamilton and Rendon smell like bad luck, but three of them... <laughs> It's a lot of bad luck. And look at, like, you know, some of the pitchers they've gotten in that time for less but haven't worked out because they feel like they have to make moves and overpay to do them right. every time. And even with this Otani thing, what are we talking about? If they keep Otani, they will overpay. Yes, yes, for sure. The only thing I will say about two of those three guys that you talked about, Pujols, um, Hamilton, Rendo. and then Rendo. Two of them were terrible front office investigation thoughts. Pujols was past his prime. Yeah. Um, somebody should have told them if if uh, St. Louis, who loved Pujols, wouldn't give him that deal. Yeah. He wasn't worth it. Hundred percent. Hamilton, you had to understand. He was really, really talented, but it's just the history of drugs. Well, and Rangers weren't going to touch him with a 10-foot pole. Like, you know, the team that had him. I, yeah. And I will say, because I'll let you finish your point, but uh, I don't think they get enough heat for the Rendon deal. I, so I was going to get – okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I was going to give up the – in Rendon's case – a lot of teams would have paid them that. And, and I think that's fair. But I, my one thing with that is that I agree with. 
And as much as they overpaid with Pujols, I do think you could say the same thing about the Pujols deal was because because it was Albert, someone was going to overpay. I think the writing was on the wall that he was going to get worse, but the only team that was going to keep him at a a discount was St. Louis. I think everyone else was going to have to overpay to get him. Uh, Rendon, if you look at his stats, had one unbelievable year right before he hit free agency. Other than that, he was good. He was a good player that they overpaid. Um, But he also had some injury things. Like, it was not like a sudden, he'd never been hurt before. Like, he'd missed some stuff. They took a risk, and it blew up way worse than they thought. My big thing with Rendon is if you look, like, back at what he was worth in things, like, he's the highest-paid player for a long time before the judge deal in baseball. Yeah. so they didn't just overpay. They really overpaid. they really overpaid. And here's where I'm going to hit them. They overpaid because they were tired of people going, oh, my God, you can't win with <laughs> Otani and Trout. And they made a bad problem worse because now that is the anchor over their neck. And so, I, yes, they got unlucky, but my one real hit at them would, would be – you knew you had a problem and you tried to solve it with the same problem. Right. You, you know, instead of overpaying two guys, you were going to try and overpay three. And like the only way that works out, like, can we imagine like having three future hall of famers was their fix. And like, it's like, what if we tried building a good team? (laughs) Like, you know, that would, that would be my criticism. I think they did get unlucky. I don't think there's any question, but I, I think sometimes Peep, not just you. I think baseball community at large talks about the Rendon deal like it was a hurricane, right. and I think there was some writing on the wall that that was a risk. You know. Um, my last thought on the Angels, and that's yes. But my last thought on on that is their to me their biggest thing mistake wasn't so much that they went after Hamilton, they went after Pujols, they went after Rendon. They always give too many years. They always give too many years. 100%. And that is that idea again of why would you come to us than the Dodgers? <laughs> I feel like they have to. And and that's the part that I especially think that was the case with Pujols. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Like, I just think the teams that overspend all the time eventually lose. I think if you look at the teams that always underspend uh, – eventually they win even the a's like the a's really threw in the towel but if you look at it what was their cycle every three four years they were a really good playoff team you know and then my argument would be they blew it up every time when some at some point they should have picked these are the people we're keeping and they never did the angels on the other hand like just never kept any they just went and got free agents so I, i don't know i think that's a good place there I will say, I think we'll end this show here. Uh, I think it's been a good talk on Otani and the Angels and everything with it. I think where it goes from here, like we said, it just sucks. I hate that he got hurt. Uh, I think his offseason will still be fun, and maybe the contracts will be even crazier and and more complicated. Uh, I do think there's a chance that this allows more teams in the conversation, and that, I guess, is something... I'll be interested to see like if it allows more teams to come in on the top end of money or 
you know, if if the small deal is something he's looking at, does that open up to these mid-market teams who can do that now? I don't know. Uh, but that will be interesting to see. But we thank you for listening. Join us next time uh, where we get to the other topic we were going to cover today for all those White Sox fans out there. See you then. Uh, but until next time, play ball.